Welcome to the One Church Podcast. We're glad you could join us today for another epic message of grace. If you enjoyed today's word, please rate and review us on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever you're listening. It helps others like you find our podcast. You can also find us on Instagram by following us at OneChurchVB or join the discussion on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash OneChurchVB. For more information about One Church, go to OneChurchVB.com. Now, for today's epic message of grace. Here at One Church, we believe your tithes should belong in your home church. If you feel led to give, tithes and offerings can be contributed online through the Venmo app, available both on Apple and Google. Just search for One Church VB to find us today. You are now about to experience a Wally Odom original. Please enjoy. Good evening, One Church. It's great to be with you. And uh, trust you have had a great week and you're expecting another one to come. And uh, we know we have God with us and we're excited to be here. Let me just suggest at the outset that you might want to share this because you never know who's going to watch. And somebody, if they see you share it, that's on your wall, they may turn in and, and, uh, and watch one of these, one of these uh, programs. And God may touch them. I trust that he will. I trust God will touch all of us. We, uh, we've been going through the book of Galatians, and we've been talking about the gospel of grace. I say the gospel of grace because that's what Paul calls it, and there really is no other gospel. There's no gospel of, of work real hard and you might get to heaven. There's no gospel that says, that's not good news anyway. Uh, the good news is Jesus did everything necessary, and I'm completely saved, totally secured because of my faith in him. And I lean not on what I'm doing, but on what he did. And the truth is that when I trust what he did, it changes me. So will I be a better person? Yeah, because I've got a better nature, because I've got a better goal, because I've got a better purpose in my life. But it's not because of anything I can do. It's not because of anything I can make happen. It's because God's really good, and Jesus has done a lot for me. And so I pray that that this word tonight will be a blessing to you. It's more about the gospel of grace. And it really is the gospel of grace from two different perspectives. God intervened. That's grace. Grace means God took the first step. When we couldn't walk toward him, God came toward us. In fact, God came down from heaven to reach us. And so the gospel of grace is about God's intervention. And there are two interventions that have made a difference in my life and will make a difference in your life. And those two interventions are talked about in Galatians chapter 4, through four, verse 4 through verse 7. And so let me read these to you and just talk a little bit about them because they're life-changing moments. These are life-changing truths. And so let me tell you what Paul had to say in Galatians chapter 4, verse 4. But when the set time had fully come, God sent his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those under the law that we might receive adoption to sonship. That is so critical. Then he says, because you are his sons, and that's because of Jesus, because of your son, you are his sons, God sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, the spirit who calls out Abba, Father. 
So you are no longer a slave, but God's child. And since you are his child, God has made you also an heir. Two sendings. God sent his son to redeem us. And then God sent his spirit so that we would experience the relationship that we now have with him that we never could have had without him. And so two things. Number one, God, God's grace is that God sent his son to us. Uh, an interesting expression, born of a woman. I've had to send bio sketches to a lot of people that don't know me and they want to introduce me to whatever I'm going to do or to whoever's going to hear it. And so I'll send out, and I've sent out bio sketches talking about where I've been, where I've lived, how many churches I've pastored, what I've done, where I am now, what my family is like. I've never sent out a bio sketch that said, Wally Odom was born of a woman. That's the only way I could get here, folks. You can't get here any other way. That's not true with Jesus. He was already here. He was already God. And when God says he was born of a woman, when Paul says that, he's talking about something that's unique because Jesus, who was God and preexistent, Jesus became a man because he voluntarily came to earth and was born of a woman. He was born in a manger, in a cave, in a donkey's feed box, actually, but feed box in a cave. And, and that's why we celebrate Christmas is because Jesus was born of a woman. That's absolutely critical. Why? Because he couldn't take my place unless he came as a human being. So he came as a human being and he was born under the law. That's important. What did I need resurrection from? What did I need freedom from? What did I need to be redeemed from? The law. Because the law carried with it the penalty because I broke it. And so if I'm going to go by the law, I have to start with broken, with broken promises and broken behavior. And I have to start with disobedience. I don't want to start that way. I want to start clean and fresh. I want to start a brand new life. I want to be born again. And the only way I could be born again is because Jesus came and was born under the law. And he kept the law. He did everything. He wouldn't eat a ham sandwich. He wouldn't have oysters for lunch. He would do none of that stuff. He kept everything the law required of him. And when he was done, he died as, a, as an innocent, perfect sacrifice. And that was for me. That was for you. And so Jesus came to redeem us from the law. He came to redeem us from everything that would, would have worked against us. He came to deliver, to deliver us from bondage and deliver us from the things that, that we were under. It's important to know that. Whatever history you have, and we've all got some history. I got history I won't even talk about. It's under the blood, and God's forgotten it, it says in Hebrews 10. And so we've all got histories. You know what's incredible about Jesus coming? Our histories are over. He doesn't count our past against us. It says in Psalms, if you marked our sins, God, who could stand? And I feel that way too. If, if God were to keep track of all my sins, I never could make it. But my sins have been taken care of because I was redeemed by the blood of Jesus Christ. I had a, fr a friend who sent me something on Facebook. I really like it. He said, when you think of all the gallons of blood that were spilled by animal sacrifices in the Old Testament, and folks, there was blood by the bucketful in the Old Testament. Two times a day, a sacrifice was, was, was given. And you know what they did with the blood of a sacrifice? They splashed it all over the altar. If you go to church and you have a nice looking 
nice looking altar. It's not like the altar of the Old Testament. It was covered in blood. It was stained with blood. Buckets and buckets were spilled in the Old Testament. He said, think of all the buckets of blood that were spilled in the Old Testament and just imagine that it only takes one, blood, one drop of Jesus' blood to change our lives completely. Thank God for the fact that Jesus came and has redeemed us. Then this is something that a lot of people don't understand as much as they do redemption. God not only sent Jesus, but he sent his son, his spirit of his son. He sent the Holy Spirit. I want to talk about that because there's an interesting concept in Jesus sending the Holy Spirit. Number one, when Jesus sent the Holy Spirit, he sent him so that he could cry out through us, Abba, Father. I know God's my Father. Legally, I know it because Jesus paid for it. And that's just a legal transaction. That's just, that's true whether I grasp it or not, whether I understand it or not. When I come to Jesus, I've been redeemed. When you come to Jesus, you've been redeemed. And so, but the Holy Spirit says we've come. So not only can we be redeemed technically because of what Jesus did and because of our faith, but we believe we've been changed experientially. That means I've got a father to talk to. By the way, Abba Father is just a, a, a Hebrew Aramaic way of saying dad or daddy. It's what a child would say to his father. It affects my prayer life, by the way. I never made speeches to my father. I would just have conversations with my father. I would tell him often what I needed, how, how, what wisdom I needed. I had a situation I didn't, didn't know what to do with it because he was, he was a pastor who, who was over 350 other pastors. Uh, I, was, I was subordinate to him in my ministry, but he was also my father. Dad said to me one day, he said, son, I'm talking to you as your superintendent. And I said, you can't fool me. You're still my dad. And he was. And dad was, was over everything. Dad overruled all, everything else in my relationship with him. He was my dad. And uh, I remember when I wanted to leave the University of Virginia and go to Bible college and be a preacher. And I thought my dad was going to be upset with me because he had his heart set, I thought, on me being an engineer. So I went to my dad and said, dad, I've just got to leave. I've got to go to Bible college. God's called me to be a preacher. I'm sure of it. And my dad said, wonderful. I said, wonderful. You never gave me any, any indication. You even wanted me to do that. My father said, well, I had to. I had to wait for God to call you. If I called you, you'd quit. If God calls you, you can't quit. Boy, that's been true through the years. When God calls you to do something, you can't quit. My dad became my closest friend in the last years of his life. He was retired. I was pastoring at the height of my ministry then. And, uh, and, and there were situations come up. I just wouldn't know what to do. I wouldn't know what's the wisest choice. I'd call my dad. I'd talk him over with him. And he always, always gave me wise advice. I never went wrong by listening to my dad. And I promise you, you've got a father in heaven. And you'll never go wrong by listening to him. And you can have conversations with him. I grew up where when people prayed in church, they prayed these great prayers. They prayed these these. Uh, non-conversational non prayers. They call God all these things that they probably didn't even know what they meant. And I'm telling you what, it's refreshing for me. Ever hear a new convert pray? They just go, hey God. And you go, isn't that irreverent? No, they're talking to their father. He's Abba. He's their father. Nobody ever called God dad 
in the Old Testament. Never. The first time God was ever called dad was by Jesus, his son. And when Jesus left, he sent the Holy Spirit and he said, you can call him what I called him. He was my dad and he's your dad and you can trust him with every decision of your life. And so the truth is God came so that the Holy Spirit was given to us so that we would know how to talk to God, so we would know how to, how to speak to him. And so we would feel the power of that relationship with him. The gospel of grace means that not only did God send Jesus to redeem me, but the gospel of grace sent his son so I could be, so I could have a relationship with him so the spirit of Jesus could help me cry, Abba, Father. What does it mean to have a father? What does it mean to have somebody who will introduce you to the guy who created the whole world? Gwen and I went to Australia about 26 or so times before we moved there. Then we moved there and, and lived there for two years. And I've been back a couple of times for about a month each time since then. And so you go, you go to, uh, from Washington, we would fly from Norfolk to Washington, D.C. Then we would fly to Los Angeles, LAX, and then we would get on a plane. First few times we went, we went coach. Then we built up enough miles we could get an upgrade. But the first time we went, uh, we went by coach. And it, this is what it's like going by coach. I don't know if you've ever flown, flown a 12 plus hour flight by, by, cut, by, by coach, but it's the kind of flight where you're sitting in a seat and you have to put your knees up against your chin before you eat. And it's very awkward, very uncomfortable. I'm telling you, you're exhausted. When you get off the plane after 12 hours when you've flown coach, you really feel it. So we flew into Sydney coach. We flew up to Brisbane coach because that was part of our trip was to go all the way to Sydney, all the way from Sydney to Brisbane. We got to Brisbane and I met David Cartledge. I was going to preach in David Cartledge's church in Townsville, which is a couple of hours by flight north of Brisbane. We got there and have you ever walked in an airport past the first class lounge? And uh, it's incredible. I, I used to wonder what is in there? Well, we got there, I'd never been in a first class lounge. And when we got there, David met us. David happened to be a member of the, uh, of, of the first class ANSET program and he could use their lounge. Not only that, but David could bring two people with him. And so we get there exhausted. I needed a shower, wanted one. I wanted to sit down and just rest for a minute. We were both exhausted, Gwen and I. And when we got there, David said, come with me. He walked us into the first class lounge. I'd never been in one before. I had no right to be there. I hadn't earned it. I hadn't flown the, 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 the hours and I hadn't paid the money that it took to get into that. David had. I walked in with David. I took a shower. They had free Cokes. They had a buffet bar you could visit. You could visit and get all the snacks you wanted. I walked in there and I had all the benefits of first class, though I wasn't. But I went in because David was. I can't go into God's presence because I deserve it. I can't walk up to God and call him Father because I've earned it. But Jesus has sent his spirit and I have the Holy Spirit that in me says, Dad, and I can walk up to the King of Kings. I can come boldly to the throne of grace, it says in Hebrews 4, 
because I have access to the Father and I can call him dad because of Jesus Christ. So folks, listen, you've got two benefits with the gospel of grace. Jesus has redeemed you and the Holy Spirit has given you access to the inheritance of the Father. And, and when you go around, don't ever forget, you have a dad who owns everything. And so don't be worrying and fretful. God has everything under control and he's your dad. And you can talk to him conversationally anytime you want. And you're going to go be with him forever. That's where we're all headed. And so I pray that God will bless you. If you're not headed there, I just want to pray for you. If you're somebody that goes, I haven't been redeemed. I don't know what that's like. I can't call God dad. I'm kind of afraid of him. If that's you, I want you to pray this prayer with me. I'll pray it. You agree with it. And God will act on it. So Father, I pray with everyone who's here watching this that has never had a commitment to you, has never experienced your redemption, has never experienced the Holy Spirit's invitation to us to have a relationship with our Father. I pray, God, for every person that's still living under bondage to laws they can't keep and, and to things that they can't do and to disobedience that they can't stop. I pray, God, that you, by Jesus Christ, will redeem them from that and let them walk into a new relationship with you. Let them experience the gospel of grace. And I pray, Lord, for those of us who are, who are born again, for those of us who are your children, I pray that you'll help us to take advantage of the privilege we have of a Father in heaven who loves us and says, you can call me dad if you want. I pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for joining us for another epic message of grace. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever you listen so others can find us too. We'll be back next week with another incredible message. Until then, follow us on Instagram or Facebook at OneChurchVB or find out more information about One Church at OneChurchVB.com. Have a great week.